afternoon, everyone. You are tuning in to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa, and it's a beautiful day to be serving the Lord, living for Him, and listening to the radio too. Uh, how are you, Pastor Danny? I am praising the Lord, my friend, and it is a spectacularly delicious day. <laughs> Yes, you often have delicious days, <laughs> but it is, it really is a beautiful day, and yeah. it's not too cold, not too hot, it's just right. We are hoping that you are ready for a really exciting program today. Uh, we've got something special lined up, but before we do, if you'd like to contact us at some point during this program, maybe you have a question, maybe you have a prayer request, you can contact us on one 800 that's 1-800-324-843 or you can text us on 0491-064-669 and of course if you would like to catch up on any past episode of Looking Up you can do so by visiting our website Faith FM and there you can look there on the podcasts and all the past episodes of Looking Up should be there for you to have a look at in your own time. And so uh, last week we had a Bible study. We were talking about the Seventh-day Sabbath, the seal of God. And uh, this week we're going to do a part two to that and talk about how to keep the Sabbath holy, which I'm excited about. But um, before we do that, we always like talking about what happened in our lives and is, did anything exciting happen to you well, not. I guess, yeah, I had the privilege of marrying uh, a couple That's of individuals. That's very exciting. <laughs> yes, that is very exciting. Um, and so that was, uh, that was on Sunday. And on Saturday, Friday night, I spent time with a, a church, a lakeside church, where they asked me to share a little on, on the different aspects of reaching out, mm. you know, to family, friends, community, um, people who have wandered away from the Lord and so forth and so on. So, yeah, I was blessed to be able to do that and, and also, yeah, finished off this Noah series oh, um, at yeah. 3ABN. So, um, so it's been a, a busy time since we talked last. Yeah, it has been a busy time for me too and um, looking forward to hearing more about that series. Maybe we'll do something on this radio yeah, show. We'll uh, do something on the radio yeah. show one day, yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, for me, I had a really exciting Sabbath too because for the first time my husband and I co-preached a sermon on relationships together this past Sabbath. So what would you know about that? Oh, got a little bit of experience now. <laughs> and uh, gave all the experience that I could. <laughs> oh, a little of it. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, that was fun. So anyway. Where was that? At Hamilton. Oh, at Hamilton at Church, his yeah. church where he passes. So yeah. look, we've got more to share on the news after this next song, and we'll be back. Uh, you're going to listen to Chris Rupp uh, sing, I Love to Tell the Story. Look forward to continuing when we get back. satisfies my longings 
as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory to tell the old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story, tis pleasant to From God's own holy word I love to tell the story Twill be my theme in glory To tell the old story Of Jesus and his love story. What a beautiful mm, hymn. Amen indeed. Well, we're back and you're listening to Looking Up if you're joining us for the first time with Danny and Sharissa. And look, it's time in that show, in our show, <laughs> that show, <laughs> it's time in our show to talk about what's happening in the world and, and how this is significant in terms of our awaiting the return of Jesus. Mm. So, uh, can, uh, let's talk about COVID. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that's true. <laughs> Everybody's talking about COVID all the time, okay, every day. Okay. But we, we do look at it, as you said, Charissa. We look at it. Charissa's just lost it. So I'll, <laughs> carry, on. I'll carry on until it was she. The amen that threw me. The <laughs> Did I say amen? Yeah, you said amen. Oh, amen. have mercy. Have mercy. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't realize <laughs> the amen in the wrong spot. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, whatever we talk about here on Looking Up, it's always in the context of preparing people for the coming of Jesus. Um, amen. Amen. We can say amen then, <laughs> yes. And uh, John the Baptist, he his role 
was to make ready a people prepared for the Lord's first coming. That's what the Bible says. And we today, 2,000 years on, have been given the, the divine privilege and blessing of preparing a people who are ready for the second coming of Jesus. Amen. And, uh, and that's, and that's what this little segment's all about. It's just helping us know that we are getting closer and closer. We know that we're getting closer every day. We know that, but we also recognize from what Jesus said and those labor pains, the labor pain analogy that he used, that the apostle Paul uses also in First Thessalonians, um, that the closer we come, to the coming of Jesus, the more those labor pains will intensify in, in, in frequency as well as severity. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we are seeing. That's what we are seeing. And I believe that this COVID situation that that is uh, running rampant still, you know, more than 12 months later, uh, we thought that, you know, we'd be, it would be behind us. You know, um, especially like in 1919, was it? I think 1919, when we had the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, that was a, a couple of years. And uh, and then the Spanish flu had basically um, run its race. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if they had a vaccine uh, that they rolled out back then. I'd, I would... I would highly suspect maybe one of our listeners can give us a call and, and fill us in on that, whether they had a vaccine or, or Google. What, what does Google say? According to Google, because I just chucked it in there right okay. now. What does Google say about? It says there were no vaccines for the Spanish flu. Wow. And so that ran its course in a couple of years mm-hmm. or so. Um, and yeah, obviously, you know, millions and millions of people lost their lives, but it looks like COVID is not running its race anytime soon. And we're putting out this vaccine and especially what's happening in India. It's a catastrophe. Oh. It's a tsunami that's sweeping through that nation of, you know, 1.4 billion people. And sadly, the majority of them, uh, live, um, under the most challenging sit- uh, circumstances at the best of times. Mm. Some very sad pictures we oh, see coming horrible, through. Horrible, um, horrible, horrible. Hard to imagine. Hard really. to imagine, and uh, and it really hits home when when you 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 have a church member such as I do. I've got two families in my church there at Hillview who are from India. Mm-hmm. They have family in India, and uh, one of um, one yeah one of my members. Uh, his name's Praveen. He sadly lost his father this morning oh, um, no. due to COVID. I yeah, know I, I know Praveen. Yeah, you know Praveen. Yeah, he's uh, he's a wonderful man, yeah. and um, that's very sad. Yeah, very very sad. Both his mother and father contracted COVID mm. um, last week. I think it was, or certainly I got the message last week. And yeah, he he's sadly, you know, his condition deteriorated, went on to oxygen. And then he passed away. So this has happened within my own, you know, church community. And the yeah, other family, it close. yeah, the other family have got um, family members who have also been infected with COVID there in India. So both families um, have been impacted. So it's extremely sad, extremely tragic, and it really does bring it close to home. It does. I know that on the weekend um, there was a there's a ministry that I'm part of called Twenty Four Seven United Prayer, mm-hmm. and they're trying to create a you know a chain of earnest praying believers that encircles the world. So yes. at any time zone, any half hour, people are praying. And they had an all-night prayer meeting. Oh, wow. Um, the India call had an all-night prayer meeting for what's going on there. Oh, praise the Lord it for that. It was very moving to hear the prayers of people and 
um, in this part of the world too. It's a very desperate situation. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, just their, their medical system is stretched beyond capacity. At the best of times, they don't have the capacity mm. to, to take care of, you know, the 1.4 billion people, let alone now. And so it's, it's just tragic. And, and you know, we, we're not going to get into all the ins and outs of the, of the political ramifications of the Australian government not allowing um, uh, people from India or Australians, I should say, Australians who are stranded in India to come home over the next couple of weeks. There's been a lot of debate and discussion on that but I just put myself in the shoes of you know the Bible says you know Jesus said do unto others as you want others to do unto you so I put myself in the shoes of you know someone a family member here in Australia who's got family they're in India and they're from you know they're Australian citizens and they desperately want them to come home and they're mm-hmm. not able to and it's 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 just a very just a very frightening situation and um, yeah very sad we need to spend a lot of time praying for these precious people Amen um, on on a different front from the COVID front the world is really changing isn't it mm. uh, COVID's changing a lot of things like how we interact and yeah. um, you sent me something too about restrictions and worship yeah well um, in America this is not in Australia so don't don't be like what is our Australian government <laughs> doing no but in America the CDC there which I think stands for the communi- something disease Committee, I don't know. CDC stands for something. It's the. It's, <laughs> it's the, not ABC. We it's know. not ABC. CDC. It's their. It's their. It's their main yeah. um, body that deals with COVID, basically. In a nutshell, you Google it, CDC. <laughs> while I while I waffle on. Anyway, um, they're they're putting out a bit of a list. The CDC have put out a list that I came across. Um, I went to their website. Have Center got- for Disease Control. Oh, there you go. Center for Disease Control. <laughs> <laughs> That's what CDC stands for. Thank you, Google, and thank you, Sharissa. And what they have uh, put on their website uh, is uh, activities that are safe for those who have been vaccinated and those who haven't been vaccinated. So you've got your green, orange, and red, okay? And basically people that have been vaccinated, they can do everything and anything from, you know, walking the dog outside to worshipping in, uh, you know, in a facility that is at full capacity to go into a restaurant to you fill in the blanks, everything. So this is something that's just proposed. It's not something that's in law, obviously, but something that's proposed. But it's interesting to see where things are going. Whereas people who are not vaccinated, they have areas where they can, you know, they can freely roam around. They're in green. And then there are areas that, oh, you've got to be careful, the orange. Mm-hmm. And then there are areas that they, they are not really welcome or should not be welcome. And one of the areas, um, that really caught my eye and my attention was in a church of, in a church filled to capacity. Mm. Those who are not vaccinated are, get the red light. One of the most dangerous places means, to be. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. So they're basically, you know, not welcome. So this is what's sort of, being proposed out there and um it's really really interesting just to see where things are going and you know we're probably going to springboard into you know some of the religious freedom Mm. issues that that you know we are facing here in australia and around the world there is a strange case indeed yeah let's talk about that one because this is straight from skynews.com.au yeah in the uk yeah i'll just read the headline it says pastor arrested after citing biblical marriage definition a vile attack on freedom of religion 
Wow. Do you, do you want to fill in fill in the, the story and then I'll add my two bits? All right. Well, it says that a 71-year-old pastor in the UK was arrested for alleged hate speech, which was uh, called, which is what is a vile assault on freedom of religion. The pastor in Britain was handcuffed and arrested by police for this alleged hate speech after simply talking about the biblical definition of marriage, that marriage is between a man and a woman. It is a grotesque situation, Mr. Mr. O'Neill told Sky News uh, host Andrew Bolt, he was just reading from the Bible. He was citing the Bible's definition. Some people reported him for hate speech, and then he was arrested in a pretty violent way, which you can see in a video, actually. Yeah, so there's so there's video footage of that. And th- this is phenomenal. So um, if you haven't caught up on this, I don't think this was um, aired on our mainline news here in Australia. But um, thanks to Google, you just Google 71-year-old pastor arrested in the UK for preaching biblical definition of Sabbath, sorry, biblical definition of marriage, and and you'll have the story. Basically, this 71-year-old pastor, whose name is John Sherwood, he's been a pastor for 35 years, and all he was doing was on a soapbox, okay? We don't really have much of this here in Australia, but when I was in the UK and I was in England, it's quite a popular thing where people, you know, they they call it a soapbox, they get up like on a box or a little little stepladder, and they just share their thoughts and their views and their opinions on everything and anything. It's permitted, you know, you can do that on the sidewalk, outside the train station or whatever. And so this guy, he was um, he was there outside a train station, 71-year-old, he's been a preacher for 35 years, and he feels it's his uh, calling as a minister, part of his job description, as he put it, not only to preach in church mm-hmm. to those who come to church, but also to preach and to share God's word to those who aren't in church mm-hmm. and they happen to be walking. Give them an opportunity. <laughs> give them, give them an opportunity to hear. Exactly. <laughs> so he's doing a John the Baptist. You know what I mean? John the Baptist didn't go into the synagogue. He was out there by the river, you know, preaching. Um, Repent and be baptized. Now, this pastor, when I read the article and I read another article that gave a fuller description. He was simply he wasn't he wasn't being derogatory to those that um, didn't believe in or accept or adopt a biblical there view no of hate. marriage. There was no hate at all. There was no there was no animosity in what he said. Apparently, from what the witnesses have shared and, and his own testimony, he was just simply reading from the book of Genesis, mm. chapter one, there and chapter two, where where God gives the the definition for marriage based on the creation account. And he was just simply encouraging people with these words. And, and that's all he was doing. And he was doing it in a, in a likable way from, from what we understand. And, and there were some individuals who reported him. And they, yeah, they didn't take well to what he was sharing. And they said, this is hate speech. And next minute, you know, the police turn up and he's like, what? And there's people. You know, that are watching, you know, they're just, you know, listening to what he's saying. They're like, what's going on? And they, and they forcefully take him down. You can see the video. They forcefully take him down. They, they, they put handcuffs on him. It's just horrible to a 71 year old. This is in the UK. This this is is in the free world. The supposed free world. (laughs) The supposed free world. And you know what? The comment was made. I'm not sure if he made the comment or someone else made the comment, but. Imagine there was a, a gay pride parade passing by your street, you know, passing by your house. Mm-hmm. And imagine you called the police to go and arrest these individuals who were, who were, who were acting in a way and, um, and they were promoting 
that were promoting their view mm-hmm. on sexuality, their view on relationships and so on and so forth, and you were offended, you saw that as hate speech, and you called the police, the local police station, to go and handcuff these individuals who are having their gay pride mar- uh, march. Would that ever happen? No. Never. Not on your life, whether it was one person marching or whether it was a, you know, 10,000 people marching. And so we can clearly see the erosion of something that is as basic as the freedom to express your religion um, according to the dictates of your own conscience in a public way. We are allowed to do that in Australia, in the free world, like you say. And this is just, yeah, it's just horrendous. It's a sign of the times. It is a sign of the times. Our society is disintegrating. It is. And, uh, yeah, the Lord must be coming very soon. Time to be looking up. Amen. We need to be looking up. And I mean, you know, we have this um, law in Victoria that was passed, you know, the the conversion and suppression bill 2020. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that where if someone from Victoria you know, um, gives me a call or gives you a call, even though we're in New South Wales, and they want prayer. They simply want prayer um, to, to connect more so with God and His will for their lives and for them to possibly move out of the LGBT lifestyle and instead focus on living uh, a lifestyle according to God's Word. And you and I simply just pray for them. It's we, a crime. Apparently. It's a crime. It's a crime. We, it, we can, can be prosecuted. Can it's really, just. It's just crazy. It is, and you can really see how our society is descending into what they call a soft totalitarianism. Mm. Oh well, that's a big subject. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. We can talk about that another time. But, but yeah, it's it's yeah. amazing to think our freedoms. Are yeah. Not really existing right now. Yeah, we're living really close to the end. So, Sharissa, we've got to take every opportunity in love, sharing the truth in love, as the Bible says, to share God's ways because His ways are the best ways. Amen. Well, we're looking forward to a really exciting, practical Bible study Mm. together today. How to keep the Sabbath holy. We talk about the Sabbath. How do we keep it holy? And that's an important subject. So we'll be back right after this song with Candice Bergen. She's going to be singing Under Your Wings.
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. Pieces from different puzzles Where you bend I curve Where you straight I swear It's easy to feel like we're The most mismatched in the universe But God gave me your heart He told me to keep it safe Cause building love is hard Because we are such different shapes But oh my favorite part of the puzzle is this That he's the missing piece that makes us fit You and me, we're a masterpiece that's under construction When we make mistakes, honey, let's retrace Let's reassemble when we fall out of place Cause God gave me your heart He told me to keep it safe Cause building love is hard Because we are such different shapes Such different shapes, but all my favorite part of the puzzle is this that he's the missing piece that makes us fit. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa, and that was a very beautiful song. The puzzle, I was the puzzle is a song about marriage. Amen. I, I'd like to hear it again, actually, just to ponder the words mm. a little more closely. But uh, welcome back. We've come to the part in our show where we're going to start studying the Bible together. Amen. And uh, we always like to begin with prayer. 
So I'll just open with a word of prayer. Our loving Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, that we can come together to study your word. We pray that the Holy Spirit will be our teacher and our guide. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, Pastor Danny, let's do a bit of a recap of where we've been just to orientate our listeners for what we've got ahead of us today. So where have we been? Well, we've been journeying through the book of Daniel. Um, Started off in Daniel 1 and we've been making our way chapter by chapter and we have landed now in Daniel chapter 7, mm-hmm. where we've been for the last few weeks. And and really the theme of the book of Daniel is is found in the, in the very f- first chapter, chapter 1, verse 8, where it says, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's food and his wine and so on and so forth. And so the whole book of Daniel is 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 in is in connection and 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 the whole theme is is based around worship and who will you give your allegiance to? Who will you give your loyalty? And Daniel chose to be loyal and faithful to God. Not just Daniel, but his three friends as well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's right. The four of them chose right from the word go that they would be faithful and loyal to God. And and we have them, you know, we, we have them in the fiery furnace, the three boys. We have Daniel in the lion's den in Daniel chapter 6. And all the way through, you have their faithfulness and their loyalty in, uh, when, when they face persecution and even death itself. And the issue is over worship and allegiance. And so we've discovered that this this issue of worship is the key issue in all of Scripture. That's right. It's the key issue in the whole great controversy. In fact, the reason why sin came into the universe through through Lucifer, who was God's leading angel, and he today is now Satan and the devil, was through the issue of worship. He wanted to be just like God, according to Isaiah chapter 14, and we've looked at that in the past. Mm. And so... Uh, this subject that we're looking at today, the Sabbath, uh, the change of the Sabbath, the mark of the beast, the seal of God, the things that we've been unpacking, the central issue is concerning worship and the book of Revelation is all about worship and allegiance. And ultimately, um, each person makes a choice whether they will worship God or not. So that's a great summary right there. And I was just thinking, as you said, that the very first mention of the word worship in the Bible Mm -hmm. is in Genesis chapter 22 in relation to the story of Abraham um, going up Mount Moriah to offer Mm. his son Isaac. And this is what he says in verse 5. And Abraham said to his young man, or to to the young men, to the servants, stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Wow. The worship that he was speaking of here was he was supposed to go up that mountain and offer Isaac as a burnt offering that was God testing him but the highest act of worship is obedience Mm. and um, we're seeing as you just shared you know the end um, what's the end Conflict? How do I? I yeah. Well, well, the conflict at the end of time. The, it's all about worship. Yeah. So the highest, how, who do we give our allegiance to in obedience? Yeah. And I mean, uh, love, uh, love is all fuzzy wuzzy duzzy, um, until it comes to, until it comes to, you know, loyalty and commitment. Mm-hmm. Like I just, That's a great point I too. conducted a wedding just on Sunday. So yeah. it's fresh in my mind. And, and when two people sign up, you know, to commit their lives to one another, they are signing up to be loyal to one another. Mm-hmm. And um, that's part of the, the wedding vows. I'm going to be loyal to you and to you alone. And so, you know, that there's obedience involved in loyalty and commitment. And so 
that is the highest form of demonstrating love. That's right. I mean, God could have said, I love you guys out there <laughs> in that sin-sick world. I just love you guys. I really do. I miss you. I think of you. I'm praying for you. I'm doing all these things for you. God could have said that from his throne up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Or God could have, and he did, send his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who died, who demonstrated the love of God. So it's one thing to, it's one thing to say something. It's another thing to demonstrate. And, you know, we've got a saying here in Australia, you know, um, put your money where your mouth is, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and another saying, you know, people, people don't care what you know. And so they know how much you you care. care. Exactly. Yeah. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, um, so we know, we, we know that actions speak louder than words. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man don't lay down his life. Amen. So that is a definition, the definition for love, loyalty, allegiance, and obedience. Yeah. And so God's love went to that ultimate extreme Mm. where he was, he laid down his life for us. Amazing. So, all right. So worship is key. Last week we talked about the Sabbath Mm. as being uh, the Sabbath commandment. It's the fourth commandment in the Ten Commandments, and it's the only one that really deals with worship. Um, I noticed here as you were speaking too that the second commandment advises not to bow down and worship other idols. Mm -hmm. And then God says, remember the Sabbath day. This is how I want you to worship me. So that brings us, I guess, to today. Um, oh, we also clarified which day is the seventh day last time. That's right. It's um, it's uh, Friday sunset mm-hmm. to Saturday sunset is the Sabbath day. So it's the seventh day of the week. The, the The day begins in the evening according to the Genesis account. And God even told the children of Israel, you know, from from sunset to sunset, you know, you shall observe the Sabbath day. So the Sabbath day is the seventh day. And you can look that up in the dictionary. Yep. You look up in the dictionary um, or just Google what day um, is the Sabbath day and it'll tell you it's the seventh day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sabbath, rest. And we have that from creation. It, it precedes the Ten Commandments, of course. It's, we have it at creation where God rested on the seventh day after he'd created the world in six 24-hour literal days, he rested on the seventh day and blessed it and he set it apart for holy use, which is what we're going to be looking at today. And maybe that's another reason why he said, remember the Sabbath day, because he'd already... He'd already given it. Yeah, good point. And um, if anyone wants to double or cross-check that, um, they could also look at the events of Calvary and the cross Mm. and how the gospel said, you know, Jesus died on the Friday, the preparation day. He rested in the tomb on the Sabbath. And then on Sunday morning, the first day of the week, which is verified, I believe, in all four gospels, the first day of the week, Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah, that's right. Well, we, we just celebrated Easter, you know, not so long ago. And, you know, we call Good Friday the day that Jesus died. Everybody knows that. And Resurrection Sunday, you know, Easter Sunday is Resurrection Sunday, um, the first day of the week. And what's the day in between the sixth day Friday and the first day Sunday? It's, it's a no-brainer. It's not rocket science. Yep. It's Saturday. The seventh day. And um, we also highlighted, I think, in the last um, episode, uh, the contrast between the mark of the beast and the seal of mm. God. And I think you, you pointed out for us um, that God's word tells us that the fourth commandment contains all the elements of God's seal. Yeah, it does. All three elements. The name, uh, 
of the person giving uh, the commandments and uh, the title of that person as well as their authority. So name, title and authority. And that is that is what a common seal has today even. You just mm-hmm. look at the Australian coin. The Australian mm-hmm. coin has the Queen's head on it um, and she's wearing a crown. That's her title. It's got her name, Elizabeth II, and it's got her authority over Australia that is part of the Commonwealth. Mm. Yeah, Perfect. That's all there. So just if you're not quite sure, just pull out an Australian coin and away you go. And I remember you told me I had a seal and that was a yeah, life-changing moment. Yeah, it was amazing. You didn't realise you were that no, I important. Didn't know. <laughs> so we all have one, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So I think our listeners are well uh, yeah. refreshed now. Yeah. If you're not, feel free to write us in. And well, they can go us. to our podcast um, oh, from from last week. So if you go to faithfm.com.au, faithfm.com.au and uh, go to the podcast section there on the website and you'll find looking up it's toward the top there and yeah you can scroll down to last week and all the previous weeks since we started and you can you can um, hear that whole entire message uh, minus the news there's no news or anything <laughs> like that there is music there is beautiful music that shell um, includes uh, that that was part of the program and obviously our our study and our and our discussion is on there so people can catch up and and have no issue. Fantastic. With that. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So now we're ready to move forward a little bit now into some pioneering territory. Many Christians are good at remembering the Sabbath being the seventh day, mm-hmm. but maybe not keeping it mm. holy. And that's just as important as remembering it. Yeah. Because the commandment actually says. Well, let's go there. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. And yep. it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Yes. So it doesn't just say remember the Sabbath day, you yes. know, full stop. It says remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So the obvious question is, well, you know, what does it mean to keep it holy? How do I keep the Sabbath holy? Does the Bible have any any help in that space? And the good news is it does. Amen. So <laughs> let's uh, maybe we should read the commandment yeah, again. because there's a lot of instruction right there. Yeah. Did you want to read it? Because you're a better reader than I am. My, oh, my eyes are dodgy. My wife's I like, Danny, you have to get glasses. <laughs> and it's true. I have to get glasses, but because I'm nearing a half a century, yeah. like in a couple of months, I'm going to be 50. And so that is already bad enough. So if I get glasses, it's going to like... It's Hold gonna on. just oh, it's just gonna be too much for me to bear. I don't know if I'll get through my fiftieth. Funny because I always wanted glasses because I always yeah. thought it make people look smarter. You know? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I think it's gonna take a lot more than glasses to to help me out in that department. So, but yeah, so my eyes are. So I'm looking for Bibles with bigger and bigger print. <laughs> All right, well, I'll read it for you then. Go for um, it. We're reading from the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, 8 to 11. God says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Wow, there we go. So it's a beautiful commandment. It is a beautiful commandment, and um, Charissa, this is a commandment that is all inclusive, as in it it includes all of God's creation. Yes. You could say all of God's creation, and not in, not only includes 
uh, you know, the individual. And this is obviously in the context of, of the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, um, you know, God gave these words some um, three and a half thousand years ago, but the principles are applicable and just as relevant to us today, living in, you know, 2021. Amen. And so, so we have here God saying, you are to rest. Mm-hmm. As an individual, but you are also to ensure that your, say, for example, myself, uh, my wife also rests, um, that she's given the privilege of resting. My children, they're given the privilege of resting if I've got any servants, as would have been the case back then. Or today, if I'm an employer, say I'm an employer, that I I invite my, my employees to rest. If I've got cattle um, that... That I use um, out there in the field, they are to rest as well, it's for and everybody. so so it's for everyone. And and the land also rests. So mm-hmm. so this is so this is something that is all inclusive for all of God's creation: the trees, the the flowers, the birds, the the animals. Everyone has the privilege of resting on God's special day. I feel just peace thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, it's just beautiful. And it, it really, I was because I was, I was doing this Noah series, like I said, and as, as I've been thinking about it, really the Sabbath was designed by God to be a reminder of what life was like before sin entered the world. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, before sin entered the world, Adam and Eve were living in perfect harmony with their Creator God. They were living in perfect harmony with one another, with the animals and with their environment. Mm-hmm. And so the Sabbath is a day when we stop from all our activities and we seek harmony with one another, with the animals, with the environment, and we meditate on our Creator God and we remember what life was like and where things are heading because of the sacrifice of Jesus. It's oh, just powerful and beautiful. You just summarized the whole Bible study right there. <laughs> no, no, no. This whole hit more. <laughs> but I guess the first thing that we could take from this that we've discovered mm. so far, and you said rest, the opposite of which is work. Mm. So God wants us to avoid working mm. and anything related to work yeah. on the Seventh-day Sabbath. But as you've also said, there's more to it than just not working because Otherwise, anyone who's unemployed <laughs> would be automatically keeping the Sabbath. So it's not just not having work to do, but uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this because mm. we got a song coming from Carly in just a few moments called Come and Worship. And when we come back, we'll talk about some more things about how we can remember, as you said, the past, look to the future, and such rich uh, meaning on the mm. Seventh day Sabbath. Enjoy.
Amen. I think I love that song. I hadn't heard it before until just then. It was beautiful about the Sabbath and resting in Him and worship, mm. which is all the all the things that we've been talking about. Well, Pastor Danny, oh, and welcome back to everybody. You're listening to Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa. And just before we had that song, we were you know talking about how to keep the Sabbath and how the commandment expressly says the fourth commandment that God says to not work mm. on the Sabbath. Um, and just before we move from that and look at some other really exciting things to do with the Sabbath, let's suppose there's someone that's listening and they think, well, I work on Saturdays. Mm. That's part of my employment and my contract. Um, what should uh, they do? Yeah, that, that that's a very good question, Sharissa. And, and this is a real issue, mm. a real issue if you have um, Sabbath work and uh, you may... You may be threatened with the loss of your job. That's a big issue, and especially if you're a, a sole a sole wage earner and you've got a mortgage or you're paying the rent and so on and so forth. So it's it's a really really big issue and something extremely important. The first thing I want to say is that we can always trust God. Uh, mm-hmm. Proverbs three five and six it says trust in the Lord your with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths that's Proverbs three five and six and if you have this situation um, and God has convicted you based on His word that the Sabbath day is the day that He has set aside and He's inviting you to keep it holy to refrain from working then the first thing I would do Sharissa is I would pray. I would pray to God to give me wisdom, to give me his grace uh, before I go and um, speak to my employer. And then once you have done that, then you can go to your employer and, and you can speak to him or her about your situation and just share um, how you're willing to do more work at a different time to make up those hours um, so that you don't need to work on Sabbath. You're willing to do whatever it takes in that space. You want to also demonstrate and, and, and be demonstrating up until that point that you are a good, solid worker, you know, that you've got good work ethic. And as Christians, the Bible says, you know, we ought to, when we're working for, for others, we ought to work as we are working for God. Amen. Um, we ought to do our best. And then also, you know, there is, there are protections that we have here in Australia. Uh, still, mm-hmm. I thank God for that, uh, that we have, um, protections, legal protections for religious faith. Uh, and so when necessary, we can, we can, you know, we can turn to those religious protections that we have. And so I believe as we do that, um, and through God's Holy Spirit working, uh, He is able, He is able to, to work things through for us. Now sometimes, um, it, it doesn't work out where, you know, your work must be done over Sabbath hours. For example, for example, I have a, a lady, uh, a young lady, um, newly married, and I've been doing Bible studies with them and still am doing Bible studies with them, and her name is Emma. And uh, we did a Bible study on this, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Sabbath, and she was convicted, deeply convicted that God wanted her to keep the Sabbath holy. She works for a building company. A massive building company. I won't mention the name of the building company, but a huge building company here in, in our part of the world. And she went over to her boss and, um, and she shared with him her convictions and that she was, uh, not able to work any longer on Saturday. So it wasn't, uh, if or but. 
Um, it was, I cannot, and I'm asking that you'll give me, you know, that day off. And he said, look, you're a great worker and so on and so forth. But unfortunately, your work requires, you know, work on Saturday. Oh, I'm just not in a position I'd love to be able to accommodate. And he really did. Her boss really tried to accommodate her, tried to find a way around it so that she wouldn't have to work on Saturday so that they could retain her because she's a really good employee, a really good hard worker and very switched on and just, you know, loves that whole um, industry and does really well with it. But he wasn't able to accommodate her. And so she came back and I remember we were having uh, the Bible study on the day that she had told her her boss that she wasn't able to. And she said, look, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know where things are going to go to from here. I'm trusting in the Lord because that's what I encouraged her to do. I said, just trust in the Lord. He's got your back. Yeah. He has your back. He will take care of you. He's promised. Mm-hmm. If he cares for the sparrow, he will mm-hmm. certainly take care of you. And so she trusted in the Lord and she said, look, I've got this massive weight that's just gone off my shoulders. I have peace, just beautiful peace. Um, I don't know... I don't know where to from here, um, but I believe, believe God will take care of me and my husband. They had a mortgage, a brand new mortgage and so forth and so on, just, you know, newlyweds. Mm. And anyway, she connected with her old boss uh, from a previous um, from a previous job where she was at also in the real estate in the real estate world. So this is, so we're going from the building industry to the real estate. And she spoke to him and she said, look, you know, uh, do you have any work possibly? And he said, look, let's, let's have a catch up. And so they did, they did that a catch up the next day. I think it was or the day after, um, they had breakfast together and, um, and, uh, yeah, she shared with him her conviction. She said, look, I cannot work, um, on Saturday from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. I cannot work at all. Not even one day. And this is real estate. We're talking <laughs> real estate where their busiest time is Saturday and Sunday, the Check weekends. We all know that. Houses. Exactly. Exactly. And he looked at her and he said, you're a great worker. Um, I remember, you know, your work ethic. You, you, you're just a great worker. I'm glad that you're willing to, to, you know, come back to our team and not a problem. You will not have to work any Saturdays at all. And he gave her, and I don't have time to go into, you know, some of the other things, but he gave her all these other things that she asked for. And she comes back and she says, Danny, you wouldn't believe it. You know, everything I asked for, he says, yes, he gave me the green yeah. light. And Amen. so, so, yeah, so, so that's quite incredible. And, you know, stories like this happen all the time because, you know, the God is faithful. Yeah. You can trust Him. That's yeah. what the Sabbath proves. Um, the Sabbath is about trusting in God, trusting Him to take care of what we leave undone during Sabbath hours as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I love, yeah, we hear stories like this all the time. And I think of that verse that God says, them that honor me, I will mm, honor. Yeah. And, um, yeah, if you really trust God, he, he will take care of you. Mm. And I think of the verse in, um, Matthew 6, verse 33, where Jesus mm. says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Amen. I also, um, you know, love the principle that we find from Daniel's three friends as they, Face the fiery furnace. Once again, the issue is worship. The issue is loyalty and allegiance to God and so forth. Yes. And, and their response to the king when he gives them a second chance, you yes. know, to bow down or else, they simply say to the king, Oh king, you know, we don't need to, we don't need any time to think about it. You don't need to give us uh, a second opportunity. We have made up our minds. Uh, we will serve our God no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he has, the ability to 
to deliver us from your hand and from these, you know, from the flames of the furnace. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we will continue to remain loyal to God. And really, that's the ultimate in loving God, putting your faith and trust in him, even even when things don't work out, because they don't always work out. There mm-hmm. are people who not only lose their job because of the Sabbath, but there are people today and in the past that have lost their lives yes. because of the Sabbath or just being being um, faithful to God or, or simply, or simply um, proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ and being a disciple of His. There are people that lose their lives and, and are losing their lives on a daily basis because of their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, further to this whole uh, not working on mm. the Seventh-day Sabbath, but it's also time not to buy yourself. Sell on That's the seventh right. day, and I think there's a, a bit of an example of that in the book of Nehemiah. Yeah, do you have uh, that scripture? Yeah, that's Nehemiah chapter thirteen. Nehemiah chapter thirteen, and just looking at verses fifteen to twenty-one here. I'll just—it's quite a bit of a passage here. Where was that passage again? Uh, Nehemiah chapter thirteen. Nehemiah chapter thirteen, uh, verses fifteen to twenty-one. All right, go for it, go All for right. it. So in those days I saw people, this is Nehemiah speaking in Judah, treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in sheaves and loading donkeys with wine, grapes, figs and all kinds of burdens which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I warned them about the day on which they were selling provisions. Men of Tyre dwelt there also who brought in fish and all kinds of goods and sold them on the Sabbath day to the children of Judah and in Jerusalem. And I contended with the nobles of Judah and said to them, what? evil thing is this that you do by which you profane the Sabbath day. So they were profaning, uh, mm. desecrating the holy day that God has made by buying and selling um, on this day. And, and he goes on um, and we don't, I don't think we need to read the rest of it. But uh, yeah, it's a good principle for us too. So we don't necessarily uh, tread the wine press today but for me, in my own personal life, I like to make sure that I've already filled my car up with petrol so that I don't have to put petrol in the car or when the sun sets on Friday or, yeah. you know, I'm ready, you know. it's And that's another thing. Like, the Sabbath, we enjoy it more when we prepare for it so mm. that we don't have to buy and sell. Well, it's like, it's like if you invited some friends over yeah. um, to your home. You're, you're not going to mean if you've got some special friends coming over, say you haven't seen them for a while, or they're just special friends, mm-hmm. um, or... You know, if you're going out and you've invited your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your fiance, you know, to come and join you for, for dinner. I mean, you're not going to pull out the vacuum cleaner when they turn up and spend the next half an hour or hour vacuuming. You know, you're not going to do that. Yeah. Good point. Because they have arrived and you don't want, you want to have uninterrupted time with that special someone in yes, your life. Yes. And um, the last thing you want to be doing is vacuuming or whatever, washing dishes or whatever or whatever. And so and so the Sabbath is God's invitation to us to spend uninterrupted time with him. So the things that we can do ahead of time on the preparation day and Friday is called the preparation day according to scripture. All the way we have that in Exodus chapter 16 with the giving of the manna. God is inviting us um, without without any um, distractions at all, or, or minimizing the distractions and only the things that that we have to do. Um, God says, "Hey, 
just spend that time with me without any distractions. So, so that's what the Sabbath is about. Yeah. You know, it's spending that time with God without any of those everyday distractions. A day for deliberate intentionality. Oh, wow. That was huge. <laughs> I could never, ever say something that intelligent, Shell, could I? You could no. spell it, though. Oh, not even spell it. I couldn't even spell it. <laughs> well, it's a day for you. Don't know. ask me to repeat it, whatever you do. <laughs> That's beyond my IQ. Well, it's well beyond my IQ. Deliberate intentionality is what you put into your wife's birthday or, you know, for a Christmas day I gathering. forgot my wife's birthday once. Did I tell you that when that, I forgot? That's yeah. not a good thing. No, that was... We hadn't even been married two years oh. and I forgot her birthday. Not even oh, married yeah. two years. But it's not really fully my fault because her birthday is on December 23. Oh. Two days before Christmas. What was she thinking? Being born two days before Christmas. It's the silly season. Yeah. And that, and the previous day, my next door neighbor asked me to go on his jet ski. He'd bought a brand new jet ski and he says, do you want to go the next day, which was my wife's birthday, in the morning on a jet ski ride? And so that's exactly what we did. You know, I woke up and that's all I could think about all night long, jet skiing, and then the morning came and I was out the door, said, see you later, have fun, and she didn't look very happy with me, (laughs) but I didn't know why. I didn't know why at the time. And then it's only when I got home after jet skiing, you know, sometime around lunch, lunchtime or so and she was really grumpy she looked like she'd you know had you know <laughs> lemons for breakfast you know i had no idea she was really grumpy and i'm like oh what's up with you um and anyway i was telling her all about my my jet ski trip you know it was just i just told her how you much had fun i had day. oh fantastic time it was just i was having a great day and i was just telling her all about it and she was not at all you know happy for me not at all and i'm like you know, aren't you happy for me even just a little bit? And, <coughs> excuse me, she didn't cough, but I am. And she said to me, um, I hope that wasn't COVID. Um, oh, well, you're, so you're, are now. you 1.5 meters? I hope you're 1.5 yeah, meters. 1.5. Anyway. Anyway, so she says to me, and this is when it, the penny drops, she goes, well, I'm glad someone had a nice day today. <laughs> And I looked at her and all of a sudden the penny dropped. And I'm like, happy birthday, sweetie. <laughs> and yes, um, yeah. It was there just, are so many the, sermon the, illustrations. The hole was too deep. The hole was too deep. There was no getting out of that <laughs> hole that day. So anyway, so yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, the birthday. So yeah, well. How so do we get there? Delay a day for deliberate intentionality. So <laughs> that was a day where you put no deliberate intentionality and it was not very special for Yeah, I dug a big hole that day. Yeah. But if you had put deliberate intentionality mm. and she would have been so happy. She would have and been. And same with God. Like when we Absolutely. put that deliberate intentionality in, oh, it's a special time. It is a special time. It works so well when you remember your wife's birthday. <laughs> it works so right. well. We'll be back with more uh, interesting thoughts on this subject right after this song by Jennifer. It's called Rest.
Amen. What a peaceful song. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Looking Up, and today we're discussing how to keep the Sabbath. And we just finished the last segment with a very epic story of a failed... Uh, major fail, major <laughs> fail. Yeah, you forgot your wife's birthday, but he's remembered every other one. That's right. That's that's the best way to You forget remember. it once, you remember forever. Forever more. And what were you <laughs> saying about that shop in California with the flowers? Oh, I was just telling um, Danny that in California there's a, a florist that we drove past and there's this uh, big post, a huge billboard kind of thing and there's a small bunch of flowers and then a medium-sized bunch of flowers and then a massive-sized bunch of flowers and the big caption above it says how mad is she wow (laughs) so you walk in and you make your selection i would have have probably had to get three massive bunches of flowers and that would have just been the beginning that's right (laughs) yeah that was that was a, a, a a day a day that i won't forget Amen. Well, we've all got a few of those. Yes. So I guess back to this buying and selling business. We mm. talked about how, you know, in the day of Nehemiah, people were buying and selling. And they were profaning the Sabbath day. So we don't want to be doing that. But there comes, you know, sometimes emergency situations because the ultimate principle is we don't want to make others work, which yeah. is why we wouldn't go to a restaurant on Sabbath. Why would I want to make someone cook me food and work um, on the seventh day? So mm. I, I wouldn't do that. But let's say uh, you got sick. You need to buy medicine. That's right. Is that wrong? No, it's not. And um, and Jesus Jesus uh, was accused of breaking the Sabbath mm-hmm. um, in his day. But in Mark chapter 2 and verses 27 and 28, Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man or mankind. Anthropos is the word that's used there, which is, you know, the study of humanity, anthropology. Yeah. Is what we get our word from anthropos. And not man for the Sabbath, therefore the Son of Man also is Lord of the Sabbath. And in another place, Jesus said, it is good to do good on the Sabbath. And Jesus gave the example that if your, you know, if your donkey falls into a ditch, falls into a hole on the Sabbath day, uh, you're not going to leave your donkey there. You're going to pull the donkey out or the ox or the sheep or whatever. You're going to pull it out of that hole. You're not going to let that uh, poor animal stay in the hole over the Sabbath. And then, you know, once the Sabbath sets, then pull them out. You're going to pull them out right away. And so Jesus was illustrating, uh, giving that illustration um, by saying that humanity is so much more valuable in the eyes of God because God died. You know, Jesus died for, for humanity. So when it comes to, when it comes to those emergencies, when it comes to things that we need, then we are free. We That's are right. free to go to the pharmacy to buy medicine. We are free to go to the hospital. There are doctors and nurses and medical staff they who are working. Work. They have to work. Exactly and that's appropriate right. It is appropriate because they're doing good. They're saving lives. They're, and not just saving lives, but they are alleviating pain. That's right. And the Sabbath is about caring. That's right. Like no human or creature should be left to suffer on this day. That's right. That's exactly right. So, um, and if you take a look, and I think we might have mentioned this, uh, last time, Charissa, but in the Gospels, there are seven separate, uh, Sabbath miracle stories. You mentioned that before. Yeah, seven of them. And seven is God's number. It's a number of perfection and so on and so forth. It's also, you know, the seventh day of the week. You have every single one of those seven miracle stories. They are not emergency situations, as in the individuals were not in ICU. 
<laughs> all right, they were they were just in a normal ward. They could have been taken care of the next day on Sunday or Monday or whatever. But Jesus deliberately healed these individuals. One of them being the paralytic mm. who was by the pool of Bethesda, and he was in that condition for thirty eight years. The Bible says, and Jesus picked the Sabbath to relieve his paralysis to to heal him to make the point that God designed the Sabbath to be a day of healing, Amen. of restoration, of yes. of putting people back on their feet. And you know what? The Sabbath is 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 a day when we are no longer under you know under the control or under the command of our employer, yes, or our husband or our wife or or our government, or anyone, but the Sabbath is a day when we recognize, when when everyone is to recognize that we belong to God first and foremost, because He's our Creator, He's our Sustainer, and through Jesus Christ, He is our Redeemer. Mm-hmm. And so the Sabbath is just so critically important um, as far as um, keeping it, you know, observing it, because yes. it's so liberating. Yes, Amen. Ah, oh, so many uh, good points here. I'm thinking of another verse that we should look at um, as we continue our our study. Uh, let's go to Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58. Oh, I love this passage. Yeah, it's a great passage. Isaiah chapter 58, and I'm thinking of verses 13 and 14. And we see that, you know, this is one day out of seven that God has set aside for us and Him. And so one of the other principles that we learn from Scripture is that on the seventh day, we need to keep our focus on God, as yeah. you said. You know, it's the one day you're, you're not under your employer, <laughs> you're under God, you know. Amen. Uh, and it brings us together on that. So do you want to read it? All right, let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. Let's see the dodgy eyes. All right, here we go. (laughs) Drum roll. No, not quite. (laughs) If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then... You shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Ah, now there's a lot in this. Now, I memorized that scripture, that's why. No, no, I actually read it. I read it. (laughs) You did really well. (laughs) I'm surprised myself. But yeah, there is a lot in this passage. Yeah, so there's some clues here about how we can keep our focus on God. And one of the things that the Bible says there is we shouldn't be doing our own activities. Mm. Um, Our conversation needs to be different on the Sabbath. Our activities should be different on the seventh day. And even our pleasures should be different from... Secular pleasures, which are okay to enjoy, they should be different on the Sabbath day because uh, it's a holy day. Mm. So, yeah, is there anything you want to add to this? Or no? Well, I, I love the part here where where God says, "If you if you choose to enter into my Sabbath according to the principles that I have set forth, you will enjoy the Sabbath in a, in a most blessed way, and you will call the Sabbath a delight." Amen. A delight. And I, I think of that word delight. And when something is delightful, you know, it's just beautiful. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, bringing it back to relationships, I, I, I think the, you know, the analogy of the Sabbath and what God intended for us to enjoy with Him 
and the relationship God intended for us to have with him is very, is very much like a relationship between two people who love one another, um, who are just madly in love. Uh, you don't, you don't sit down with that person when you meet them and say you're meeting them just say once a week. Mm-hmm. So you have a once a week meeting with that individual for say an hour or half an hour. You're not going to talk about, you know, you're not going to talk about the weather. You're not necessarily going to talk about the football. You're not going to talk about politics or the news. Guess what you're going to talk about? Jesus. You're going to talk about, yeah, you're going to talk about Jesus indeed, but you're also going to look to talk about one another and, and how are you and caring. Yeah, caring and just, just talk about the really nice things. You're not going to be talking about just random things. So you things don't want to that, sit in the church and, and talk about the sport. That's exactly right. So you want to, you want to focus on, on Jesus, like you said. And, and actually, go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say, and, and the thing is, the more time we spend meditating on Christ, and especially on the Sabbath, we can have that uninterrupted time, and you've got a, you've got a fancy phrase for that. We can, we get the blessing, we get the greater blessing. So, so the more we invest in spending that uninterrupted time, completely focused on Jesus Christ, especially on the Sabbath, in church or wherever it may be on the Sabbath, the more we're going to gain as a blessing from it. Amen. I like what you were saying there. You know, we're talking about our conversation and and everything, but our thinking to be stayed on Him, Mm. especially because our conversation, our enjoyment of the day will be different if our thoughts are on Him and on His kingdom. So you've just hit a couple of points there that I have here on my list. Um, One, the Sabbath, you said delighting yourself in the Lord. That's in the book of Isaiah there. Mm. But uh, the Sabbath is a day for delighting ourselves, so celebrating. It's the birthday of the world. It is. Um, so that's a very happy thing. And, and I that's know, every week. We don't need yeah. to wait once a year. Yeah, I think I have never been. Have you been in Jerusalem? When, yeah, I uh, have. Yeah. I have. I've been in Jerusalem. I've been down to the Western Wall yeah. where where the Jews gather um, as the Sabbath is coming on, is coming in. They gather and you should see them. The men are in one section. The women are in another section. It's kind of like a dividing wall. Uh-huh. And the men and the women, they're, they're like singing. They're, they're actually, you know, sort of dancing together and praising the Lord. They're reading from the scriptures. They are delighting in the Sabbath and they so look forward to it and they they put on their Sabbath clothes and their special Sabbath hats, many of them, and they are just, you know, for for a Jew, um, the Sabbath is, is the most precious day of the week. In fact, they count their days... Um, in harmony with um, how close it is to the Sabbath. Like they're like, okay, it's three days to Sabbath. It's two days to Sabbath. It's only one day to Sabbath. And so they're so excited. The children are so excited because there's special meals on the Sabbath. Um, there's there there's a special you know there are special blessings that the father imparts to the family each and every Sabbath as the Sabbath comes in um, when the sun sets on Friday. So there are so many blessings. It's just a special day, a delight. Oh, yeah, I love what you're saying there. A day for family, um, mm. fellowshipping, nurturing relationships. Uh, I'm just going to cross that one off my list here. Visiting the sick and the elderly. Think oh, of how many. Uh, right. Or did you have that on your list? We had that. We did that. But go ahead. Yeah, um, you know there are. You know we're living in a in a day when the pandemic of loneliness is has taken us. I so suppose you know, like I was just looking at some some statistics that came from the Australian government. Um, I can't remember. It was the Australian Psychology Psychology Association that put out these stats that that one in two Australians are lonely mm. at least once a week. 
and about a quarter of those surveyed or Australians are lonely three or more days every week. They're lonely. They feel loneliness or they feel anxiety or they're stressed or they're depressed. I mean, the Sabbath is a day to go visit them, to encourage them, to share a scripture with them, to pray with them, to to lift them, yeah, to, to invite them to look up. Oh, oh. Look up! What a good you know, one. <laughs> uh, Introduce them to the to the Lord. Amen. Introduce them to to the one you know who is the Lord of the Sabbath. It's yes. interesting. Jesus said, "I am the Lord of the Sabbath." Yes. You know, so He is the Lord of the Sabbath, and it and, should uh, reflect who He yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Everything about that day, um, as you were saying that, you know, people talking about loneliness and anxiety and depression, which is everywhere, and there's no pill for that. No, but. Um, I was thinking of the, what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. Mm. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And then verse 30 says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. So that rest comes through. And that's what, that's what the word Sabbath means. The word Sabbath in English we get from the Hebrew word Shabbat. Mm -hmm. And it simply means to rest or to cease. Yes. And so it's interesting, you know, when we connect the Sabbath to, to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, Jesus rested in the tomb. Over the Sabbath mm-hmm. hours, he died 3 p.m. Friday and he rose early on Sunday morning. And it's interesting that the covenant that God made with Israel um, was was best articulated in the Sabbath, and that is because we've got two com- we've got we've got uh, the commandments. Uh, the Sabbath commandment in Exodus 20, and then we have a repetition of that in Deuteronomy chapter 5. And in mm-hmm. Exodus 20, the Sabbath is connected to creation. That's right. Whereas in Deuteronomy 5, the Sabbath is connected with God's deliverance of Israel from slavery in Egypt. That's right. So he's their deliverer. So in, Je- in, in Exodus, God is the creator. Uh-huh. In Deuteronomy 5, he is the deliverer. And so these two come together in the covenant that God made with Israel and we have Jesus giving us a new covenant in the New Testament and by that he is reminding us that he is our creator, he is our redeemer, but he oh. takes it one step further, he is also our coming king. Oh, and now you've just brought up another thought in 30 seconds we've got left that like um, there's a lady named Nancy Van Pelt and she said that the Sabbath is like a weekly rehearsal of preparation for the second coming wow I love that yeah I thought love that was that. a good thought too but you got more time oh, though. you got more time thanks to Shell back. thanks to <laughs> Shell wouldn't it be good if that could have? could you do could you do that Shell on a Friday afternoon when I'm busy preparing my sermon could you like wind the clock back about six hours that'd be really handy <laughs> yeah but that's an amazing thought yeah when you it think is think about it I mean and I think you said something you know um, one of the previous episodes where you talked about 6,000 years. Yeah, we've had 6,000 years of sin, and the Bible talks about the 7,000th, you know, yeah. you know, well, the next 1,000 years, years the peace. next we have peace, it's the millennium, and the earth rests. And uh, that that's very much a biblical concept because God's idea was not only for humans and animals to rest, but for the land to rest. So after working the land for six years, the seventh year was to be a Sabbath year for the land. They were not to work the land. Instead, just to enjoy the produce that God, 
you know, provided without them having to do anything. So the so wouldn't that be cool oh. to, to have a rest every seventh year? I'd love that. Amen. Well, we're going to go to a song and come back and keep thinking about Amen. this. Amen. There's a news off after the song too, so enjoy. Awake, awake, oh captive daughter, put on your garments of splendor. Free yourself from the chains around your neck. Shake off your dust, clothe yourself in strength. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I'm Robbie Bergen, and I'm inviting you to tune into my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after the breakfast show right here on Faith FM. Well, our time together has just been flying today. I know, and, it just uh, flies like anything. It does every week. And if for our listeners, welcome back to Looking Up. And we're in our final segment today. So uh, we're talking about how to keep the Sabbath. And we've learned a lot. Oh, There's a lot to indeed. talk about on this subject. But uh, there's a couple of things we need to still hit before we, we can finish. So another thing that is important to do on a Sabbath is that we should attend a worship service. Mm, and amen. We, we get this from a couple of places, but um, in Luke chapter 4, mm-hmm. verse 16, we see that this was the custom of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and he's our perfect example. So I'll just read you that one. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Amen. So, yeah, uh, worshipping with like-minded believers on the Sabbath is something that God says we should do. Indeed, and the Apostle Paul also, as his custom was, went into the synagogue and and worshipped on the Sabbath, and all the way through... The New Testament, the early church believers worshipped and met together on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And just one other verse in relation to what you've just said is Leviticus 23, verse 3. Mm. Just, and just the wording of this verse is really interesting to me. It says, Six days you shall work, oh, sorry, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work on it. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Wow. In our homes. Mm. So Sabbath comes to us. It's yeah. like a gift. It's a blessing. It's a cathedral in time, if mm. you will. And That's it arrives on your doorstep every time the sun sets on Friday night. That's right. Which is very special. It's like having a royal guest. Well, it is. Yeah. It is. It's not like. It is. I mean, God um, comes into our presence in a very special way. The Sabbath is the only day of the week that has a blessing associated with it. You know, God... Bless the Sabbath day. The Bible says he didn't, he didn't, I mean, you know, every day is a blessing. Every day you wake up, 
and you open your eyes and you realize that God is once again giving you breath and he's, and he's enabling your heart to beat. Every day is a blessing, but the Sabbath is the only day in the week where God specifically uh, poured his blessing, his divine blessing into that day. Amen. And uh, like you can breathe in the air on the Sabbath and even the air is blessed. Everything oh, is absolutely. blessed. Absolutely. <laughs> and it is like, I mean, you know, and, and in Hebrews chapter 10 it says, you know, we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And it says Amen. even more so as you see the day approaching. Amen. So, you know, especially last year with, with COVID, um, you know, there was, there was a long period there, Shari, so you'll remember where remember. church members were not allowed to come together and congregate. That's right. Um, in church. And so we did a lot of zooming and, and live streaming and all sorts of things, but it's not the same as coming together. And then we couldn't sing for a long period of time. <sighs> and only now, you know, have we been given permission here in New South Wales to be able to sing freely yeah. and to stand and sing. And so, you know, we, we needed to make the most of the these opportunities to worship God, and that's what the Sabbath is. It's coming together, like you said, from Sabbath to Sabbath, week to week. And in fact, it's interesting, in Isaiah 66, verses 22 and 23, it says, when God creates a new heaven and a new earth, it says, all flesh from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come and worship before me, says the Lord God. So we're going to continue to to gather together as, as, a, as, a, as an assembly of, of redeemed for all eternity, we're going to gather together and worship our Creator, our Savior, and our Lord Jesus Christ. It's Amen. going to be awesome. Amen. Um, you know, another thing that we can do on the Sabbath uh, is, if, since it is a holy time, it's not just going to a holy space, it's a holy time, mm-hmm. um, we can spend time in nature. Absolutely. And uh, it's a wonderful day to be outdoors and experience God's creation mm. and bask in mm. His creation and just really enjoy and study and experience it. So what did you do with your family on the Sabbath that was special that, as you reflect back on your days at home there in the big smoke? <laughs> the smoke. Yeah. I'm very grateful to God that I had a mum who was – a Sabbath keeper and she made Sabbath special. My dad would have too if he was walking with the Lord for most of my growing up years, but he um, gave his heart to the oh, Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, later on. So it was mum that was the mm-hmm. one that kept, um, kept us, um, kept teaching us about these things. And so I remember on Friday nights, we mm-hmm. would open Sabbath. Yeah. Um, we would, she would, she plays the piano. Mm-hmm. So we had some songs that we liked to sing that I still remember to this day of songs about Jesus, songs about the Bible, and we'd sing them together maybe read a little bible story we had a book of books some of our listeners may and you may have um uncle arthur's uh, the, the, <laughs> the bible blue bible stories uh, the blue bible arthur bedtime maxwell. stories arthur maxwell yeah. they are a classic they, they are. are a classic the best yeah children's bible story books yep. pictures illustrations just simple beautiful i also know that we had some videos um, on bible stories they were bible cartoon uh-huh. videos which we were only allowed to watch oh, wow. <laughs> which made it even more special like you wow. couldn't wait to watch them um, and the food mum always made special food on sabbath wow 
So yeah, we had Sabbath specials. Did you did did your mum invite, or were you able to invite friends and so forth over for like say Sabbath lunch after church? Sometimes we did, or sometimes we were invited. Or you were invited. Um, And I know another thing that she liked to do on Sabbath afternoon, she would spend time herself memorizing. Mm. I still remember in this room in our house, she liked to memorize the Bible. Wow! And I'd be sitting on the floor, maybe drawing or something, and listening to her repeat things over and over again, and I was. Memorizing just by being in the room, and I, wow. she'd make a mistake, and I said, "No, it was this," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I was just listening. Um, we we always like to go for a bushwalk too on mm. Sabbath, so that was yeah. Sabbath memories for me. What What about you? Well, well with me, um, yeah, I think probably one of the one of the best memories uh, was yeah having people over for lunch um, <laughs> or going to a friend's place for lunch. <laughs> um, you know, just spending time, you know, with, with your friends and. That, that, that was a really special memory for me. Uh, beginning Sabbath, you know, we did some singing and so forth. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, that was a real high point. And it's, yeah, it's really good to do something like that because it marks the beginning yeah, in your mind. Absolutely. You know, we've entered into that holy time. Absolutely. And, um, and to be honest, uh, my, my parents, um, because they, well, my mother, she didn't come from like a Sabbath keeping home. She didn't grow up in a Sabbath keeping home. So they came from a slightly different culture. My dad did, but I guess, uh, to begin with, they were probably more focused on ensuring that, you know, we, we set aside this day, this special day. It is, it is holy. And so they didn't really tap into, um, uh, the, the blessings associated with, you know, the, the practical aspects of, of how to enjoy the Sabbath, how to make it a delight. So that was something that they had to learn and grow into. And I certainly, you know, with my children, uh, when they came along, I would take them Saturday afternoons, would go for a nice uh, bushwalk. Mm-hmm. We lived in Port Macquarie at the time. Um, and so, yeah, just a beautiful, beautiful place there. We'd go uh, to a deserted beach, you know, a little, a little sort of cove, you know, a little beach cove and we'd make, um, you know, we'd do Bible Pictionary on the sand <laughs> and the kids love that and so yeah, you know, there are tons of special things yeah. that you can do on the Sabbath um, and just yeah, make it a delight. Just, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. If you've got a, like, a, an imagination, yes. um, there's so much you can do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like preparing, you know, people love Christmas Day. Yeah. It's like preparing for something like that every, every week. week. Yeah, every week. I know, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it is. I know another thing we did in our home is um, we close Sabbath. Yeah. We sit around and we we share what was your blessing, your highlight from the Sabbath today, or your favorite Bible promise. Yeah. And um, my dad... Then would say a prayer and close Sabbath for us. Mm. That was then we then we all get up and we hug and we say Happy New Week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. One, one thing we do now, um, you know, we've talked about a number of things. One thing we do now is that um, we 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 start off the Sabbath on um, Friday night by sharing blessings. Oh, you know, how has God blessed you yeah. this week? Yeah. And we share on that. Now, Shell, yeah, you want to share with us a little on your Sabbath experience? Go for it. Yep. Um, growing up, my parents always would open Sabbath with prayer, and then we'd have our reading. And normally with worship, then we'd have closing prayer. But on Friday nights, we would never have closing prayer because we would just keep the worship open until that's nice. until oh, um, wow. Sabbath yeah, closed. Like 
And so, yeah, so we would always just have the opening prayer. We'd have our worship thoughts, and then we would just keep worship going. Wow. And so, so we've carried that over into our fam- into our house because yeah, Lyle really liked that tradition. And I so like that, too. We've done yeah. that. and yeah. Wow, so so the Sabbath lingers and lingers and continues. Yeah, I know. In our home now, mm. we have a, I have a, I call it the Sabbath candle. Oh wow, <laughs> it's a special one. We just light when the sun sets on Friday, and yeah. it's like signals. It just feels all special now. We did that with the kids, and they loved it. Yeah, they loved the candle um, little service that we had opening Sabbath. It was very special. So yeah, it's just it's a matter of making the day special. So you know, just sort of in a nutshell, as we see. To, to land um, there's so much more that can be shared on this but ultimately it's it's seeking God and his wisdom in in how he can enable you to be as creative as possible to ensure that that day be the best greatest blessing possible to you to your children to those around you yeah. where where you you know you you do away and put behind you the things of the world and the stresses yes. and the, and the attractions and the distractions of the world and you kind of enter into this you know sabbath space or as you called it this cathedral of time yes. it's like you know shutting the door when the kids are making all this noise shutting the door and just having time alone you know just just going into this place where you can just be with god and enjoy his blessings and yeah it's just incredible when you it's 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 very difficult to explain something you need to really experience. That's right. And if you want to try it for the first time, pray and ask yeah. God, Lord, help me to know how I can yeah. make the Sabbath. So Sabbath's coming up very soon. Yeah. For those who are listening right now live, I mean today's Wednesday afternoon, so in I guess forty eight hours from now, forty eight hours from now, just under forty eight hours from now, the Sabbath begins. It's just after five on Friday, um, the Sabbath will begin. So why don't you give it a go? And, uh, you know, I want to cl- claim that promise. I think it's um, Psalm 34, verse 8. Taste and see, see that, that the, the Lord, Lord is good. good. So, so give God a go. Just, just give it a go. If you've never, if you have never ever um, kept uh, the Sabbath uh, holy, and you, you've never entered into that Sabbath rest, I want to encourage you to do that. Just give it a go in forty-eight hours' time. Amen. Just pray and say, Lord, I am entering into your rest. I am ready for the blessings, yes. and see what God does. And um, and we'd love to hear from some of yeah, some of our that. listeners. Uh, what was that listener that? Listens to Mel. us, Mel. Mel, if you're out there listening, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Some of your stories. Yeah, send us. Um, yeah, send us an email or whatever. Mm. You know, Danny, Sharissa, looking up. Send it through Faith FM. I'm sure it'll get to us somehow, some way. Yeah. And before we go, Danny, you have a story. Oh, uh, yes, I do. Just a quick story. Um, about it's called the Seventh Day Ox. And um, yeah, uh, to cut a long story short, in Siberia, a Sabbath keeping Christian um, would not work. Um, on the Sabbath and he had to cart water in this um, uh, camp like a not a concentration camp but one of those um, labor camps mm-hmm. because of his faith and his Christianity and he had to cart so much water and this ox this ox it's a long story but but this ox that you could barely move on Friday it ran like like the wind it <laughs> ran like the wind and on Friday the ox did twice as much carrying of water from a long way away to back back to the camp than it did on any of the other five days of the week. And so by Friday evening, uh, Nikolai, 
who was the name of this Christian, this Sabbath-keeping Christian. He was able to have his Sabbath off because he had all the water ready and prepared there for the Saturday and he didn't need to go on Saturday. Amen. What Amazing a story. story. Amazing story. So the ox even knew and the ox would not budge on Sabbath. And when Nikolai left and someone tried to make the ox go on Sabbath, it would not go. It would not work. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Well, we've got just a few final amazing comments to share after this beautiful song, Temple of Time. God took six days and created earth and moon and stars and sun. On the seventh day he
That's exactly what the Sabbath is, a temple made of time. Amen. Well, we are at the end of what's been a, a blessing today, a Bible study on looking up, and we've been talking about how to keep the Sabbath and had some uh, shared some personal experiences too, which I enjoyed there at the end. Talked about a number of principles that God's Word gives us for how we can uh, be extra blessed and enjoy what God has put on the seventh day, the special blessing that he's given to that. Um, before we just close, is there any final thoughts you wanted to share about the Sabbath? Are you happy to? Oh, no, look, I just I just um, want to encourage our listeners um, to, if those, especially those that, that have never, um, you know, Given, given the Sabbath blessing a go. Yes. You, you've never, you've heard about it. Um, give it a go. You will experience such a blessing, um, that hard to okay. describe and you will be, you'll be thrilled at what God wants to pour into your life. And so when God blesses, when God blesses you, you will be a Abundantly joyful. You will not have room enough oh, to receive it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really appreciated that story you shared too about the ox. The Seventh Day Ox. The Seventh yes. Day Ox. Yeah. Is there uh, something special? Yes, that we, we can do. Share? We're actually giving that book away today, okay. and um, I think we're, we're going to look at someone who's going to share with us. Uh, uh, a Sabbath blessing, maybe some of our yeah. listeners. Let's do that. Yeah. So this week, instead of being the first caller in, uh, if you'd like to receive this book called The Seventh Day Ox, as well as other mir- miracle stories from All Russia. Right. So this sounds pretty good. This is a great book. But if you'd like to receive it, we'd be interested to hear from someone, anyone who has a creative idea for how we can keep the Sabbath and keep it special. Yeah. So we'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea and you think it's worth sharing, please call or text us on the number 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. And uh, as we just uh, close out on that, I just mentioned um, in the break to you, but I had a friend who... Who had a Sabbath keeping spider out there? Oh, side of her how house. exciting! How exciting! So, for all you spider lovers out there, here we go. Go for it. Well, the Sabbath keeping spider is what she called it because the spider spun its web right across the path every single day. And it was so annoying, she'd always break it down. And then she noticed that when she walked out of her house on Saturday morning, there was no web. But next wow. day, Sunday, the, the, the web was back. <laughs> and this continued for some time. And wow. she thought to herself, this is a Sabbath-keeping spider. And she just discovered, been, you know, heard about the Sabbath at a series of presentations. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that was something that helped God. Well, God used the spider to help bring conviction wow. to Wow. So God has spoken through a donkey in the Bible <laughs> and he's spoken through a spider. Yes. <coughs> I love it. Great story. Amen. Well, um, I guess we can close with prayer. Sure, sure. Would you like to close? I'd love to. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you again for your blessings, your many blessings that you abundantly pour out upon us. The greatest of these blessings is your son, Jesus Christ, and the Amen. sacrifice that he provided for us that we may once again be reunited, Father, with you in our Eden home where you originally placed us from the very beginning. And Father, today we've been blessed to talk about the Sabbath and what a blessing it is. And Father, we just thank you so much for your love that you loved us so much that every week you set aside one day in order to meet with us in a very special way, to meet with the entire world and to remind us of who our Creator is, to remind us of who our Redeemer is, 
and to remind us of where our future is in Jesus Christ and his soon return. And we're looking forward to that ultimate Sabbath rest when we will be free from sin and suffering and sorrow forevermore. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. It's been great having you join us. God bless you until we see you or hear you or have you again on next week. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there 